In 2015, 14 people left behind their everyday lives to take part in a brand new social experiment. Could they stay hidden for 28 days, battling against paranoia, isolation and a crack team of experts whose mission it was to hunt them down? It was a battle against the state and the platform for a programme that's since hooked a nation as viewers ask themselves one question. Do we really have what it takes to go dark? Or, in the world of modern detection, would we be... Hunted! hunted? It's a big risk, but the big selling point of this is booze. What, running water. It's <laughs> your first concern. You love that. his first concern. There's no way we're going to be able to continue like this. How can we walk up the fucking hill? Are you sure you need all of it? What's going to do with it? supposed to do? What do you leave behind? Fugitive on the run who can't carry what he's, what he's got with him. It's ridiculous. Where are we? The beauty of that answer to that question is I have no idea. So if I have no idea, the hunters certainly have no idea. If I find a city that can happen, well, after a fight. Hello? Yeah, um, who is it you think you've seen, please? Fox and Hounds, West Witten. She got irritated with um, Adam Young because she served him a burger and he didn't leave her a tip. Oh, right. Always tip the waitress or waiter. Always. Look what we got. Where the fuck did you get these? Did you get these for? Yeah, so much. Ten quid. Nothing. Where the fuck did you get all that? I had to fix his tap, I had to fucking... Did you? Tap to me to fix his. You fucking shit <laughs> And then he gave you three bites. <laughs> yeah. What do I do? What do I do? What's the next move? What's your gut telling you? Stress poops. My gut telling me to go have a stress poop. I've got about three hours sleep. I'm constantly thinking and worrying. I feel today is the biggest risk of all. What we're going to do is we're going to use a VPN and we're going to use Skype to Skype. So we're Skyping from a peer-to-peer connection. So we're Skyping from one machine to another. I don't understand. I know. So but I can't explain it to you, Luke. Is it not clearly just safer to not speak to them? Would you agree with that one? I can't go four weeks without saying, hello, I'm fine. He's out, he's out. Oh, right, right now, right now. My name's Craig. And I'm Nat. In 2022, we discovered Hunted and are now obsessed. Now, in the absence of a new series, we've gone back to the start as we attempt to find the answers to our unanswered questions. Like, when you're a plumber, what's your standard rate? 40? 50? Maybe 60 quid an hour. Or a couple of bikes. When was the last time you went camping? And wouldn't a two-hour refresher course be enough to prepare you for your time on the run? And when is a seaside happy train not a happy train? I know this one. Go on then. When you're on the run. (laughs) Welcome Welcome to the the Hunted Podcast. By the way, I've just thought, if anybody doesn't know what a seaside happy train is, they've clearly not lived, have they? Nah, they've not been to a good seaside if they don't know what it is. Oh, hello. Oh, we're on. We're oh, on. We're oh, on. We're oh, on. We're sorry. On. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hunted Podcast. Just thought we had to get a caveat in there, just in case someone didn't know what a seaside happy train was. No. You know, there might be people out there that actually don't. So do you want to explain what a seaside happy train is? Okay, so a seaside happy train is a land train at the seaside. They normally go from, like, Caravan Park into the seaside and back. And they're called a happy train because everybody looks really, really happy. 
Yes, they do. And <laughs> basically, they're also for people like me on holiday, and they go from like the bottom end of a pier to the other end of the pier, which is what usually what two miles, three yeah. miles. People like me that get grumpy, or when it's occasionally sunshiny in the UK, hot, and can't be asked to walk yes. up and down the pier, right? Yeah. They cost about a pound to go each way. Yeah. It's really dirt cheap. It's brilliant. And if you've not been on a happy train... <laughs> Do it. Absolutely. Why are they talking about happy trains? Well, you'll have to wait and see, yes. won't you, later on in the show. Um, the year that we are in is 2015. We're watching Hunted Series 1 on the TV. Or we could be in the year 2023 watching it on all four. Whichever way you want to look at it. Let's say we're in 2015. Yeah. We're watching Hunter for the very first time. Right. Because this is Hunted Revisited. Ooh. So far, we have watched three? Three. We're on episode four today. Four. So if you've not watched Hunted Series... One. Episode... Four. Then you need to go to the All Four app and watch it before you listen to this. And... If you want to join in with our conversations, make sure you do so via the medium of La Social Media. I don't know why I put, like, a lot on it. Been one of those days. I've only been awake half an hour. I've been asleep most of the day. Then you can do so via all the usual methods, which include... Twitter, at HuntedPod. Instagram, at HuntedPod. Facebook, HuntedPod. Email, HuntedPod, at Outlook.com. Or you can send us your WhatsApp voice messages and messages to 07907 and I will put the SIM card in the phone this week. <laughs> Not done it yet. Look, I've had a lot going on, all right. All right. So I'll put it in the phone this week. All right. Nobody would have sent us a message yet anyway. They might have done. All right, if you have, it will come through eventually. But this week, please do, because... Yeah, please do. I don't think anyone will. You think they will, But so... don't phone us, because we won't answer. Yeah, one of us needs to be proved right. So, yeah, please do send us your WhatsApp voice messages to... 07907 And before we proceed with talking about all things haunted series one episode four a uh, little pre-caveat like always on this podcast there is you know strong language there are spoilers about hunter yeah and also a dog said dog is currently at my feet chewing his um, flashy stick flashy stick toy he's basically been a dickhead all day um and can't he will cry if he goes out of the room so we've got to put up with having him at our feet today all right <laughs> Yeah. Shall I crack on? Right, where Let's go for where it. Where are we? So, Hunted Series 1, Episode 4. Right. And at the start of the episode, there are nine fugitives still at large, and I got in brackets, at the start of the episode, we've still not met five of them. Mm-hmm. For Episode 4, yep. the six-episode series... Yep. That's a bit mad. Yeah, we meet one more person this week. Yeah. We might actually meet all of them by the time the final show comes round. <laughs> Wait and see. Yeah. Anyway, what have we ha- what's happened so far? Give us a brief recap. Right, okay, so last week Ricky Allen got caught. <sighs> Poor Ricky. I, th- I thought like he's one of the best contestants yeah. ever. Yeah, okay. So Ricky got caught. Last week we met Stephen and Martin, um and we left them on day 2 of their time on the run. Uh Lauren and Emily have split because uh Emily got scared. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and and that's it. So that's it. Yeah. Well, let's. Shall we have a? Shall we start with Lauren and Emily? Yeah, because it's we, really, really brief. Yeah, it is going to be very, very brief, isn't it? Um, yeah. I'll, I'll read out what I got. You read out. What okay, you got. go on then. I got Lauren and Emily, L. Lauren having a good old sing song in a car. E. Emily, um, 
Anxious at the seaside. Okay, I got Lauren hitchhiking. Emily, by the sea, anxious, jumps off happy train. I think that happy train, by the way, was Norfolk. (coughs) I mean, they didn't say, I don't think it said. It just showed a clip of her jumping off it and running down the street to a bus stop. I have been on the happy train in Norfolk. So have I. We've been on the happy train in Norfolk together. We have. It was a good happy train, that one is. It was a good happy train. Anyway, possibly it is Norfolk. I don't know. But she jumps off it and runs around. Yeah. And you can tell that even now they've split up, her behaviour's got, even from that one clip, has got more and more erratic. Yeah. Whereas whereas Lauren's just having a good old time. She's loving life. She's, you know, she's channelling her inner Sarah Kibble before Sarah Kibble's channelling in a thing was even a thing. Yeah. And having a good old sing-along in her car and getting from A to B, getting on with the job. And that's all we see of them this week. So we'll look forward to... That's it. Maybe catching up with them next week. Where shall we go? Shall we go? Shall we introduce ourselves? Introduce? No, I'm not cutting that out. Shall we introduce <laughs> ourselves to um, a new fugitive, or shall we catch up with um, two mates from Warsaw? Where do you want to go? Your choice entirely. I say let's go to the newbie. Oh, okay, right. So you know what we need for a newbie, don't you? Whoosh. Thanks. Okay, what we got, Simon? So this is um, CCTV footage for Adam Young. The hunters receive ATM footage of another fugitive. 25-year-old NHS support worker Adam Young has been on the run for 48 hours. Adam left South Wales with his best friend, Lauren. Do you see as well that he got into a car after he got in the cash point? So what was it? It was a black Corsa. To identify the vehicle Adam is using, the hunters request CCTV close to the ATM. And they dig up as much information as they can about his life. I am a prepper. I stockpile resources, so I've got countless litres of water at home and I've got six months to a year supply of food. I'm a gold member at Macro. Oh, my God, Dad, I'm being tracked down by extra trackers. My dad is a full-on prepper, and he's passed those skills and the reasonings down to his kids. Dad, am I doing the right thing? I think so. It's a challenge. I think you'll thrive on the challenge. But you're going to be scared, you're going to be lonely, you maybe even get weepy, but so what? You'll be a better man when you come back. You'll be stronger and you'll be like, nothing's going to phase you when you come back. You go, girl. Come on, you go. Our newbie is Adam Young. He's a 25-year-old NHS support worker from South Wales, and we pick him up two days into uh, his journey um, at a CCTV cash point as he uh, plans his escape with his mate, who is also called Lauren, which is in no way, shape or form, confusing to my <laughs> tiny little tired brain. Um, so Adam's got plans to go off grid. So he visits his dad to obtain some resources. Now, dad and Adam are preppers. Right. What? Right. Okay. You talk. I'm going to get the, the, the definition. You're going to get a definition of, yes. of a prepper. Yeah. Um, so they're preppers. So they have um, lots of food and water supplies. So Adam goes to them to goes to see his dad to get some food, water, camping shizzle, all that stuff. Uh, meanwhile, at HQ, 
they find out that Adam took himself on a little two and a half hour survival course, bush skills course. Which does play into this. So yep. a prepper, according to Google, is a person who believes a catastrophic disaster or emergency is likely to occur in the future and makes active preparations for it, typically by stockpiling food, ammunition and other supplies. There is no agreement among preppers about what disaster is most imminent, whether you're a doomsday prepper or or simply likes prepared emergency foods should be kept on hand. So, um, it's also mainly a North American phrase. Yeah. Um, so you get a lot of people in America. In fact, there's lots of documentaries and stuff about preppers. Mm. Basically, he's the type of person that when there's a rumour going around on Twitter, formerly known as X, no, other way around, X, formerly known as Twitter. Twitter. Up yours, Elon. Um, <laughs> making my brain confused even more. <laughs> that there is a toilet roll shortage at the local Tesco, he's the type of person that will jump in his car, go to Tesco, get two trolleys, one in his left hand, one in his right hand, and clear the shelves of toilet roll. Yes. A.K.A. I'm going to say it, and I don't care, selfish wankers. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, now I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Not massively, though, because I still agree. I still yeah. Think. The type of person that does that and buys all the, like, Christmas, the prime example, right? Tesco and Asda and all of that stuff, name any mm. other supermarket, shut for one day. And they so buy, like, Christmas seven Eve, pints of milk. Seven pints of milk, 48 loaves of bread, all of that, wankers. Yeah. Right? But people that are, like, prepared for, I mean, I'm not a massive believer in, like, global disasters um, and things like that. Um, but some people are, and I respect those views and beliefs. They're the ones that will have... Lots of tin food in the cupboard, mm. um, warm clothes for winter, and all, all of that Torches. stuff. The type, type of person that will go on a car journey will have a blanket and a boot, will have a, a, a pair of walking boots, jerry can pet- for petrol, all of that stuff. Sounds too prepared. Yeah. Just... But that's exactly what, yeah. The, yeah. what the point is. So maybe he's, he's either category A prepper, which is blanket, boots, jerry can, yeah. or category B prepper, which is steal all the bread at Christmas. I don't think he's a steal all the bread at Christmas. I think he's a, you know, cans of food that's not going to go out of date really quickly, a bit of extra tissue, some bottles of water in case water supplies get turned off, that kind of prepper. Yeah. A.K. the sort of people that we should be, but we're not because we just wing life. Yeah, it's more fun to wing it. Absolutely. Anyway. We always have crisps. That's all that matters. Exactly. Well, So are we preppers when it comes to crisps then? Yeah, because I always make sure we've got an extra bag. Yeah, you can never have too many crisps. Um, so, anyway. HQ track the AMPR trail of Lauren's car. That's Lauren, Adam's friend. Yep. Not Lauren, as in the deserted one from Emily yep. and Lauren. Uh, they find out where he left the motorway. Um, and then we see Adam 15 miles from where he turned off the motorway, setting up his camp. Yes, um, and like you said, he's done a survival course. Two and a half hours for a tenner. Bargain. Right? Yeah. Absolute bargain. But like we said in the intro, is that really enough to set you up for your time on the run? Um, and this is where we get a little bit of backstory for the first time. He's obviously doing his bit for camera, and there's a really sweet moment where, you know, he said, 
Oh, like my dad and stuff took us camping when we were younger and we made like survival games and stuff mm. out of it and he was protecting us from the fact that we were homeless, which, you know, is, is really, really sad. Yeah. But the fact that like the dad made it into a, a really big thing. If you've not seen Pursuit of Happiness, it's the basically the storyline of that. Mm. Um, Will Smith and Jaden Smith, they sleep rough for a little while um, and comes up with games and stuff and like it's an all, it's an adventure. Yeah. But also with that, once you know the reasons, and I guess that can become a little bit triggering as well, so you might not want to go camping again. But when was the last time that you went camping? Because I was thinking about this, right? We get asked a lot on this podcast over the last year. Yeah. And we have had, a, like, since we've sort of got to know the hunters a little bit as well, we've been asked, what actually would we do if we went on the run? Mm. And we've talked about it a long time. We think that we'd probably be able to like walk and stuff because we'd sort of get used to it. Yeah. We're quite adaptable in that way. Yeah. But in terms of camping, we've been together, what, five, six, seven years? Six, six. Every day's been a blessing. Yeah. Six years. Yeah. And a bit. Yeah. Um, and <coughs> not, we've been on plenty of holidays. We have. And not one of those holidays has even have included a tent. Nope. And we'll never will. Nope. So when was the last time you went camping? And do you think a two and a half hour refresher course for a tenner would be enough to prepare you, prepare you for life on the Um run? The last time I went camping was Isle of Wight Festival 2010. It is the only time I've been camping and I will never do it again. Uh, two and a half hour refresher course. I mean, I give it a go, but I don't think it's going to tell me enough. I mean, like, that experience at a festival is not going to be great anyway. Oh, no, it's... Talk me through what you did. So how old were you? Who did you go with? And what roles in the the whole camping (laughs) cell did you take? I'm going to guess that you did fuck all. Pretty much, yeah. Because if we went camping, this dickhead would have to do all this stuff. Uh, Oh, how old was I? Fourteen. Right, you definitely did sod all. I Fourteen. Can you as a teenager. First fest, first and only festival. I went with my sister. We camped in the family bit, which was still it's it's not a family bit. It's just a bit quieter than the other bits. Is it a bit where they're sort of um, a little bit stricter on the not so legal narcotic no. use and no. uh, overly loud sex? No, it's just further away from the stages. Fair play. Um, I think I helped put the tent up and pump the, the airbed up because you just had to... I think it was like a foot pump for the airbed so I could just stand and do that. I do remember, though, <laughs> when we left, I'd not packed many pairs of socks and I'd worn, like, the same pair of socks for two or three days oh. and they were in my sleeping bag. Oh, you <laughs> manky human. But I don't ever want to camp again. You're cold at night, you're red hot in the morning. There's creepy crawlies everywhere. It's noisy. It's dirty. I'm sorry, camping's not for me. No, it's not for me. And I was thinking about when I last went camping or last slept in a tent. 
Again, I would have been. I probably would have been younger. I'm going to say I was maybe nine, ten, maybe twelve. So for a while, when my parents got divorced, my dad went and lived on a caravan site for a little mm-hmm. bit, um, and um, he went at a weekend in the summer would have a little tent, and I would. He had a little, a little patch of grass next to his pitch, and. I would sleep in the tent and my, I'm going to say it even though it's there, my favourite doggo, <laughs> Jazz, my childhood bestie, God rest her, um, she would sleep in the tent with me as my little guard dog. There's actually a photo downstairs, a couple of photos of um, me getting out of the tent in my Harry Potter pyjamas <laughs> um, with Jazz laid outside and me playing ball with her. Aww. But did I put it up? No. Did I do anything with it? No. Have I ever put a tent up? No. Would I know where to start? No. You know what I'd do? I'd try and do it, and then when the things didn't go together, throw a massive paddy, throw yeah. it in a bin. I used to have one of those pop-up play ones when I was little. I had one at my nonars that just that you, like, twist and, yeah. and then it pops up. Yeah, I, I had one of those. Yeah, I didn't have to. I was little. It was a play tent. Well, yeah, but, like, as an adult, you know what one of them is? That's what? what you are when you go to work between nine and the hours of nine and five. An adult your lunch break, yeah. An adult, yeah. Oh no, I only do that at work. Yeah, as an adult, you've got to put that tent down. Okay. Because you can't carry like lots of pop up tents with you. No. And also, like, what the tent I had was probably it probably slept like two people mm. in it. And it, you've like we've seen them in Tesco and stuff when we've walked around. They look heavy to carry. Yeah. And when you've got all your other stuff as well, that's going to be a bit of a yeah. That's a, a heavy load to carry. I don't think I could I'm do not it. doing camping. I don't no. I don't think I could do it. I mean I think it'd be quite interesting maybe in the summer. I'm not suggesting that we do go camping. But you. like maybe we get like one of the cheapest tents and we see how long it actually takes us to put it up. Because I think we'd end up like I think we would have an argument. And we don't do arguing. No. We've only like, had one proper argument yeah. when we were painting I mean, the room during COVID. We built bookcases and stuff last year. Yeah. No arguments. Yeah, not to like each other's faces. I'm sure you called me a dickhead <laughs> when I was in the room. But there you go. Please. Anyway, shall we get back to yeah. Adam Young? And, right. Uh, so. His tent escapades. HQ, find out Lauren's address. Um, and That's Lauren as in Adam's friend Lauren and not Lauren from Lauren and yep. Lauren. Uh, and they send uh, a team to question Lauren, and I've put that Paul is questioning her. Yes, so our friend Paul Cashmore, friend of the podcast, been a guest on the pod. Yeah. Go and watch it if you've not done so, mainly because it's, for the heart, first half an hour, it's intense. <laughs> and I'm not talking intense, I'm talking no, intense. intense. <laughs> because I'm sure... Because no one about swore. No one swore, right. We, we were talking about... Um, interview techniques and things like that and, and everything and we were talking about like what he does as a as a hunter and um, because we see him normal times like and we see him in this one as well yeah his style is very direct it's yes. very put the pressure on um it's very like really like gives her a grilling yeah really really does give her a grilling and when we were doing our interview with him we didn't do it in person we did it over like over yes. and telling, which is really like difficult to sort of try and get to know somebody in that mm. and yeah we we just both like we all sort of felt a little bit tense and and, and on the hook and then he, he said 
I can't remember what question he was, but he said, oh, can we swear in this podcast? And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. And he went, thank fuck for that. And we all laughed. And then after that, it was like, the shut down. it was brilliant. But for the first 20 minutes, there was definitely a tenseness about it. It was very, very, very funny. And we've laughed about it with him since. Yes. So, yeah. So... Uh, they go to question Lauren and they pop some listening devices around her house. Yes. And then we get back to Adam, who has made himself some new friends in uh, Steph and Danny. Can we talk about Lauren first before we talk you about Steph and get, Danny? You can yeah, because... go back to Lauren. I uh, don't have anything else on Lauren. No, I noticed. That's why you went straight to Steph and Danny. Damn straight. Um, I wrote down tears equals fake. So when she was getting the yeah. group from Cashmore... Right, you, right. I want. Right, let's do role play. Not like that. Save that. <laughs> save that for when the cameras are off. Um, you be Paul Cashmore, right? Right. You, you basically channel your inner Cashmore. You've got to smolder. Um, that's pouting. Um, I don't know how to smolder. <laughs> you've got to basically like be really intense and ask me questions and try and put the pressure on. And I'm going to be his friend, Lauren. Okay. Let's go. Where did you take him? <laughs> what did you do with him? <laughs> Where have you been today? <laughs> she basically cried all the way through her um, questioning. And at the end of it, when they put the the listing device in there, which looked like a pen. Yes, it did. I liked that very yeah. like covert little pen in the in the corner. She basically um, was. I think we was either on the phone to him or some friends. Mm. I think it might have been him. I don't know if he had. Like I a don't know. I can't really remember. Um, and basically said, "Yeah, I had to cry my cry my way out of it." And let's be honest, as Cashmore walks away and his and um, his, his his partner. David and the other who was with them, yeah, little team of three, they did not believe a word of it. Did nah, they? nah, they didn't believe she was actually crying. They knew she was faking it. Yeah, um, and so they sort of know that they're going to keep a little bit of focus on her and know not to believe a word that she said in between. <laughs> oh, oh, I think it's Monday. Oh, We've got a chicken in the oven, and it's, it's only twenty-three minutes and three seconds from finish. <laughs> Do you like my impression of her? I did, I think yeah. It's, quite it's good. Yeah. Well done. Shall we move on to the new friends who were less crying? Okay. Steph and Danny. Yeah. So Steph and Danny drive Adam to Yorkshire. And this is where he gets into a bit of trouble. Because it's his first time carrying his survival pack. And it looks like he's got something like two massive rucksacks with stuff attached, some shopping bags and a tent. Can I just give a little bit of praise to Steph and Danny first? Because they then. asked the most important question when they first got there. When, like, they first yeah. got there. Not just to him, to his crew as well, yeah. the camera operator and stuff. Who wants a cuppa? So when you're on the run and you've had a bit of stress, everyone knows that it's a cup of tea that calms <laughs> you down, right? Who wants a cuppa? Anyway... Struggling to carry his gear. Struggling to carry his gear. Um, so we we see him sort of sat on the floor trying to think about what to do. But then we go back to HQ, who are already putting it out there with a publicity campaign. Um, and they change Adam's profile picture to his hunted, wanted poster. I like that. I like playing with them because it, it means that you know, people that have seen it on his friends list and stuff might want to reach out and not realise that it's them. They might think that it's him changing his picture to that mm. to ask for help. I yep. like that a lot. It's a very good 
ploy of um, clever of doing things. Can I go off on a slight tangent? Go on then. You know how on last week's episode I mentioned about um, it being the search HQ and yes. not hunted HQ. I asked on Twitter. Um, Kevin O'Leary, who, for those who don't recognise the name, you really don't know you're hunted. He is, of course, the uh, the show referee and um, make sure, like, make sure um, that all of that sort of stuff, the processes that mm. they use and stuff is the right thing that people would do in, in a normal investigation. Um, I asked him if um, the show was going to take a different path, etc., with them using... The Search HQ. By the way, the Search HQ is still an active Twitter account, so you can actually go oh. and see it from Series 1. Yeah. Um, his answer was, there was an unbroadcast pilot. I want to watch that. Me too. Um, could have been something to do with that. I remember the chief in the pilot was particularly handsome and clever. So much so, he was deemed too good for the series and went on to have an off-screen role. <laughs> so he played uh, essentially yeah. the chief. Um, to which I replied... Ah, makes sense. At that point, nobody had really known what it was going to become. We need the cyber team to help us hack a copy, ethically, of course, so we can do a podcast on it. Um, his reply to that was uh, was not one which um, I, I don't think uh, um, I, I don't think he he meant in, in in it word for word. But I will have to kill everybody. I was as wooden as a child actor in a school play. It shall never surface. <laughs> um, and I put, we would never say such a thing on a public medium. Well, we would, but we'd give you a special Jordan S hashtag, hashtag sorry, Kevin. Hope you're enjoying our series one recap and then uh, share the uh, the fuck's sake gift. Um, so, yeah, for those that were thinking, have, have had, literally had sleepless nights on it. There uh, you go. It, it was a thing. There you go. So there you go. Um, and if Doug and the cyber team are listening and you want to help us ethically hack. Yes, the please help. The um, what's the word I'm looking for? Archives. There we go. Um, you know how to contact us. You do. And if you don't, we'll remind you at the end of this little segment. Shall we go back to him failing? Um, was it? Are we talking about failing to carry kit, or are we talking about? Um, I don't know what we're talking about. I've right. So HQ are targeting rural areas Thank with their you. wanted posters. Thank you. Then Adam has dumped some of his stuff, and he's in a little village called. Hold on, I will find it. West Witten. West Witten. He's in West Witten. He takes himself to a pub to get some food. What was the pub called? I don't know. The Fox and Hound. Takes himself to the Fox and Hound to get himself some food. Um, whilst he's in there, he is told that his photo is out there and there is a reward and there's a number to call when they see him. Um, and someone from said pub does call HQ. Do you want to know why they called HQ? I love this. Because when they served him his burger, he didn't leave a tip. Always tip the waiter if you, you know, if you, you're going to... Um... If you're on the run, yeah. come on, you've got to pe- keep people on your side. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Tip them. Yeah, even if it was just a pound. Yeah, exactly. You know, just, just, uh, Back just a then, tip. a pound could have got you a lot. Yeah. I mean, it still wouldn't have brought you a Freddo in 2015, but... Might have just got you one. Actually, I got one the other day for 35p. Excuse me, you had a Freddo the other day. Where, um, where's mine? In my tummy. Pause the podcast. <laughs> you know, we said we've never really had an argument. Might have one on here. <laughs> that food. About, no, specifically 
about Freddo's. I will bring you a Freddo tomorrow. No, it's you can keep you can keep your pity Freddo. Fine, I'll eat it then. Let's go back to, uh, to Adam in the pub. Right. Yeah, so tip the wait tip the waiter or waitress. Um, otherwise, you know you're in trouble, aren't you? Yeah, uh, and then we get HQ sending two teams to West Witten. It's uh, Mark, Danny and Nick. Okay, um, and then Adam goes to ground. Now, I have a comment here, because whilst they're searching for Adam, it's dark. And we know from our previous chats that in later series, we have cutoffs. Yeah. When no one is allowed to move and they're not allowed to do their huntering. Huntering. So why, why are we looking in the dark? Well, I'm just, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Come on then. We don't know what time of year this was filmed. No. Um, it could well it could have been you know a time of year where the the nights were getting a little bit darker. Yeah. I mean you know this time of year now like it's starting to get dark around what um seven half seven eight o'clock. And if you think a typical twelve hour day of, of filming eight yeah, to eight or nine, so. nine till nine, then that does make sense but also it's series one and i don't think the the whole rules of the game have been established at this point i'll take my comment back well you know you know it's it's not about taking it it back i think it's just about expressing an opinion on Mm. um on what's what i don't think there's particularly anything wrong about you 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 thought um because i have one which I, i do have a comment on okay um which i think is is probably valid yeah and that is, and we see it again in series two, and I, we've pointed it out before on this mm. podcast, the camera team are supposed to be covert, which yeah. they are, we don't, yeah. we, although we do see a little bit more of them in series one, we, like, we hear them asking questions mm. and stuff, but they're not supposed to help. No. They're not supposed to help either hunter or fugitive. No. And when they are searching um, in the, uh, the, the woodland and what have you, in the dark for... For Adam, the camera person, I think it's a girl, I think, camera lady, yeah. clearly says, did you see that light or something along those yep. lines? She makes him aware of something he didn't see, which may have been edited to make it feel like you they were saying about the, hunt, yeah. the hunters. But even so, in today's rule, that could be conceived as them helping. Yeah. And therefore, is 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 not is not allowed. Yeah. Even though I still think it's a natural thing to help when um, you know you spend that much yeah. time, especially when they're a solo runner um, and at someone's age that he is as well. But yeah. Anyway, is it an unfair advantage? Possibly. There's a debate there to be had. Um. So yeah. So. Adam stays put for three days after the uh, the stress, mm-hmm. um, and then he finds a a nice stranger who lets them use their phone to call Steph for help. And Steph and Danny turn up to pick him up. No offer of a cup of tea this time. No. Obviously, it's only when you go around to their house. Um, and then whilst in the car, he borrows Danny's phone to call his uncle, um, and gets a lift. To the Angel of the North. Uncle Alan. Uncle Alan. And Aunt Mary. Uncle Alan and Aunt Mary. And uh, 
you know, they're from they're based in Scotland, so yeah. they've sort of come halfway to meet him or yeah. whatever. And he has a little thought process then because he's out of it to um to sort of try and throw the hunters off the scent. Yes. He leaves his card with Steph and Danny um and gets them to use it at an ATM. Yeah, and by doing that, I see the sense in it because if you're if there's activity of you in one place but you're in another, yeah. that's a clever decoy because the resources will be focused on there. Yeah. But it's not necessarily well thought out because what he's done is they've managed to pick the activity up of um, the phone calls and uh, things like that because they've um, they've managed to trace like the phone number and uh, they managed to then get a registration number. Um, did you get the registration number? I didn't know, but I know that you did. Um, well, I, I did, but I might I, I might have got it wrong because my handwriting. Um, I think it was LR57YOX, which would be in the phonetic alphabet. Lima. I don't, I can't. Let's say it's R. Romeo. 57Y. Yankee. O. Oscar. X. X-ray. I think it is X-ray, actually. Yeah. I can't think of another word that begins with X apart from xylophone. Yeah, it's either that or I think it's X-ray. Yeah. Anyway, X-ray. Um, and that then tells a um a thousand stories. I can't remember how they got onto Steph and Danny. So they they find because I think the van is a company van yes. and it has a mobile number on it. So they then search the mobile number on Facebook, which then leads them to Danny. Ah, uh, yeah, they get the CCTV from the cash yeah. point, then the van, then... Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So then they phone Danny. Uh, ben and Danny have a little chat, but Danny puts the phone down on him. Then they put Danny's phone on monitoring. They get his call history and see that he's phoned a landline in Scotland... Um, and they know that Adam has family in Scotland. Danny phones Auntie Mary. Hello. I, I was going to do his accent, but I can't remember what it sounds like. It's, it's sort of soft-spoken, soft-spoken, half Welsh, yeah. isn't it? Not going to bother. Um, and then Auntie Mary phones cousin Kylie, who Adam is staying with, and warns that the hunters are onto them. Adam has some stress poops. He's a little bit worried. Um, so he gets on a coach down south and he gets on the 532 to Plymouth. Yes, well done for getting crucial information. Woo! Yes! Um, <laughs> I have a question. In fact, I have all yes. the questions. What is it with Series 1 of Hunt and everyone going to, like, Edinburgh transport hubs and bus stations? <laughs> getting on National Express coaches. Yeah. <laughs> Was there a secret sponsorship deal with National Maybe. Express? So... Guess who HQ sends to chase the coach? It's not the coach busters, is it? Danny and Nick. It is. Go on, the coach busters. Aussie pop. The the chase in the bus, they get eyeball. It makes an unscheduled stop at some services, but Adam gets off and back on. I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. What was the services? I don't know. It was uh, Killington Lake services. Um, and I don't quite know where that is, but it was Killington Lake services. Anyway, it makes a stop there. They get back on. Nick and Danny have to do a back on the road turn around into the services. Yeah, because they've gone past it. They've gone past it. 
um, the coach leaves and all available teams go to the next stop, Birmingham. Yes. Um, and once they're in Birmingham, it's quite an easy one, really. Uh, we don't really see the big build-up because it just cuts to um, <laughs> outside the station. Danny gets hands-on. And I find this quite cute because obviously we now know that... Yeah. Danny and Ben are a, a gorgeous couple yep. um, who fell for each other whilst filming yep. the two series of, of Hunted. Ben, last week when capturing Ricky Allen, yep. um, says that he's the first one on screen to say, your time on the run is over, you have been hunted, or mm. similar. Um, and Danny, when she gets her hands on, says, your time on the run is over. You've been hunted down. Aww. But who said it first? We don't know. Exactly. Because it's not in flipping date order. Well, I'm going to theorise, right, that it's actually Danny that says it before Ben. Because, yeah. right, at this point, I'm just going through my notes. We pick him up two days on the run, right? Yeah. And then I think, by during that two days... I say by the time we see him in the um, field, um, having stayed with um, um, Steph and Danny, I think... Do you want to guess what day he's on? I think at that point he's on probably day three. Then he has three days in a cow field and yeah. then, gets ca- then gets captured. I think and he has three hours sleep, so that's another day. I'm going to say that he's on day seven. Oh no, he's 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 done double. No, he was caught on day fourteen. Ricky Allen was caught on day nineteen. Okay, interesting. Obviously, there's there's some stuff that, but I would like to know though who's compiled that Wikipedia information because based on the show, it doesn't show you when no. um, when he was um, when it was because it literally just goes two days. Then he you spends see, three days. It doesn't really add up. That is the only one that tells you what day they were caught. The rest of the series just say caught next to them. Ah. This is the only series that says caught. But in the list of when they get caught, he is before Ricky Allen. Yeah, so that would make sense, even though we've not seen that in terms of the chronological yeah. order of the show. Yeah. Which is, again, annoying and frustrating. Yes. Um, but obviously we know that that um, changes later on. Uh, but that's it. He's been hunted. He's been he's out of the game. There's another cross on the board, um, and you know his game is is pretty much uh, is pretty much over. Yeah. So we meet and then lose another few uh, another fugitive yep. in the show. Um, so we basically see him for one episode. What were your thoughts on uh, on on Adam Young and Adam Young's journey? I think he relied on the same people too much. Uh, yeah, he relied on the same people too much. He tried to be clever, but it didn't work. And he was just a little bit unfortunate. Yeah, and I think the whole... I don't think that him being a solo runner helped him. I think he was the type of person that would have really, really done a lot better um, being with someone because you sort of see, after the near missing the pub in West Witten... Yeah. He just goes to ground and stays in the same, like, cow field for three days. Yes. You can't do that. No. You, you need to move. Like, if that was me, 
and you and we've been in the pub and we were saying someone's come over to us and said oh you're all over social media there's a media mm. campaign locally we'd be like right well we need to get the fuck out of here yeah now. and he's not done that and he's sort of stayed still he's frozen and not sort of he's not gone through the process of what to do next and for all of this thing about him saying him being like a prepper and stuff like that well that doesn't really tally up does it no he, he he clearly wasn't his survival course hadn't helped him and he clearly wasn't prepared because he took too much stuff someone who is prepared wouldn't need all that stuff well that's the thing i think that's why i said he's more i think he's more of a panic prepper yeah like taking everything that you need like he's the type of person that would go on a car journey from here where we live, to your work, which is near where um, the two got captured in Mansfield. Uh, Sandra, Sandra and Elizabeth. Elizabeth. And that's what? How long does it take you to drive every day? Ten, 20 minutes. 10, 15 minutes? 20 minutes on a bad day. So let's say 15 minutes average. Yeah. He's going to do a 15-minute drive, and he's not just jumping in the car and driving, whacking the radio on or putting his music on and driving. Mm. He's checking the tyre pressure. Yeah. Checking the oil level. He's putting a blanket in the boot. He's putting a couple of bottles of water in there. There's a maybe a, a little snack. There's a tow rope. There's mm. a um, jump leads. There's a, a petrol can, a jerry can. Um, there's all of this stuff to go 15 minutes down the road. That's the t- type of prepper I think he is. Yeah. But in terms of like hunted prepping, he's more of a I think more of a worrier than a prepper. Yeah. Um, he's worried that he might not have enough for for this day and this day. Yeah. Um, and has, has overthought it and clearly didn't have... I mean, I don't, anyway, have the physique that's required to be like that. Camping mm. is clearly the way to do it and being off-grid. Yeah. But you have to be of a physical set to be able to, to do that. Mm. And less is more. Yeah. You've got to be comfortable with wearing the same pants for two, three days. You've got to be comfortable with having one horrible sweated sleeping bag rather than having uh, a change of bedding every yeah. every couple of days. Yeah. And that, I think, was his weakness. That's where he got himself caught. He relied on the the two people, the two friends that he made. Um, Steph and Danny? Steph and Danny. And rather than use them and move on to someone else and constantly move on, it was almost like that attachment thing yeah he found safety and stuck with it yeah and when you keep your bubble and your circle so small that opportunity to progress and to move on and to really have influence on um what you're going to do is a, a massive massive thing and i think that really did um yeah have an influence on him um i do have one final question though on adam young yeah did he keep the receipt what for the survival course because it didn't fucking work <laughs> and that's where we're going to leave it adam young um if you want to share your thoughts on him because let's have an an exclusive announcement shall we go on then you ready for this go on then so we are currently on series one episode four we've got two more episodes to go um but we're going to have another episode at the end of that we are we are going to be with well it's all booked and in the diary but still things can still go wrong we are going to be sitting down with current deputy Ray Howard 
who is also re-watching series one and doing what we're doing in terms of making notes to get that perspective of someone that's now in it, yep. where we are now, to watch it when it first started yep. and to share his views on the fugitives, their movements and the investigative process and things like mm-hmm. that. So we will be doing a full re- rundown on all of these people that we see. Yes. But we would love to get your views at home of these fugitives and their journeys. And here is how you can do it. And you've got... Uh, one minute, 18 seconds to do it before the alarm goes off for the chicken. Twitter, at 100pod. Instagram, at 100pod. Facebook, 100pod. You can email us, 100pod at outlook.com. Or you can send your voice notes and your WhatsApp messages to 07907 Double one. Yes, and please do send us your voice notes, but don't ring us because we won't answer. Nah. Try not to swear, um, but you can if you want. Um, and, of course, if you're going to send us an email, please make sure that you put something you in the email. Don't just say hi. Put something. Put a question. Put a comment. Put a thought. Put a feeling. Yes. Something. Uh, we want all of your thoughts, comments and opinions on all of our fugitives uh, in Series 1, including our um, latest capture um mr adam young who is was a 25 year old nhs support worker from somewhere in wales welsh wales welsh wales who went on the run um took too much stuff with him slept with some cows and eventually was captured at a bus station by the coach busters how good is that forget the swoosh noise Adam's phone records reveal a call to a training centre that teaches survival skills. Online intelligence expert Julie Clegg scopes out his survival prowess. I just spoke to a woman on the phone. It's the Bush Skills course. It's only a two and a half hour course. It teaches foraging for food, shelter, making a fire. It's only £10. Two and a half hours is not an intense survival course, is it? I have no expertise in survival. Or prepping. I'm a mediocre prepper. It'll give me an opportunity to see how much I actually know and how much I need to learn. I want to show my dad he didn't fail. I want him to be proud of himself for raising someone like me. HQ picks up Adam's ANPR trail. The hunters discover where Adam left the motorway. Manchester, M62, Leeds, Bradford. Yeah, that's right. South Wales to Leeds is quite some distance. They've come off there. He's going to look to stay for a little while and then potentially move on. I think we should stay here, people. Yeah? Look around. There's nothing here so far. Adam's new accomplices, Steph and Danny, are driving him to North Yorkshire, where he plans to camp rough in the Yorkshire Dales. Well, it's as good a place as any, really, isn't it? This is the first time he's had to carry his full survival kit. Way we're gonna be able to continue like this. How can we walk up the fucking hill? Are you sure you need all of it? What's going to do with it? Who's supposed to do? What do you leave behind? Fugitive on the run who can't carry what he's what he's got with him. It's ridiculous. The hunters are planning to smoke Adam out with an extensive media campaign in the area where they believe he was dropped off. As they come off of the M62, if we look north, I think there's a big um, national park. He likes the outdoors. We know he's been on like, this camping course. Uh, I can't help but think they were doing it as some sort of preparation. They're targeting rural areas where Adam could be living off-grid. Adam has dumped some of his bags, and unaware of the media campaign, he's walked into a local village for some food. Fox and hounds, yeah. Two of the Angus burgers and chips, please. Two 
Killington Services. Killington Lake Services. We're well south of Killington now. Turn round. Oh, man, this is not as straightforward as we expected. Following the unscheduled stop, the hunters must rejoin the coach to keep eyes on Adam. We are um, eyeball on the coach. It's still stationary. Fuck. Yeah, lorry has just pulled up right in front of the bus. Right, I'm going to get out. Oh, stand by, stand by. Coach is away, coach is away, coach, coach is away. All available hunter teams are deployed to tail the coach. They're converging on the next stop, Birmingham, in the hope Adam is on board. Nick! He's out, he's out. Oh, run, run right now, run right now, run. Adam Young, your time on the run is up. You've been hunted down. Brilliant. I thought I would last two or three days. My personal goal was a week. I doubled that. I'm proud of myself. Sometimes David doesn't beat Goliath, but he'll help go. Right, I'm pleased to report that the chicken is now off. Well, that's good. So we've got, we're letting it cool down now. Yeah. And whilst we do that, shall we talk about our other set of fugitives in series one, episode four? Who are Stephen and Martin? Right, remind us where we were last time with Stephen and um, Martin, whilst I try in my head to not do the accent 
Get the whiskey! We've <laughs> done hey. it now. And Stephen and Martin were only two days into their time on the run um, and they were off into the countryside. Yes, uh, their plan was to go to Wales on foot. Um, and I quite liked the fact that, as they said that, it cut to an I'm watching you graffiti. <laughs> that was quite cool. Um, Nathan and Steve... Steve Cotton. ...take a little trip to search Stephen's house. Um, and they discover, through looking at Stephen's phone, that Stephen and his girlfriend have got a caravan in Wales. Yes. Now, this is always good... Um, but this is where I think they make their mis- their mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually surprised that it wasn't these two that we saw captured in this episode because for all of their thought process and things like that, if I had a caravan somewhere scurried away, the one thing I wouldn't do whilst I was on the run is aim to go to that caravan because it's the first place that hunters yeah. are going to look, isn't it? It's like when you've got a child, which we don't have... Um, and they, like, play hide-and-seek. Probably going to go under the bed first. Or in a wardrobe. Yeah, it's the obvious It's the obvious yeah. place to look, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so they find out that they've got a caravan and Danny and Nick take a little trip to scope out the caravan and Stephen does a bit of plumbing uh, in exchange for some bikes. Yes. Um, before we talk about bike boys... Um, and um, what you'd do for uh, what you charge as a plumber, what you'd exchange, um, and that is that. Can you remember what one of these two's jobs is? Something to do with IT. Yeah, an IT manager. I can't remember which one it is. I think it's Martin. Martin. Um, therefore, you would think that said person would be on it when it comes to tech and removing all trace of conversations, etc, etc, etc. Wrong! Because these two haven't wiped the messages properly and all of their conversations and search history and things like that um, indicate um, that they're going to head towards Wales and the caravan. And they've also um, purchased a book called Free country, which is about going off-grid and going in the countryside and things mm. like that. So they, they know, they basically put two and two together and get four, do the hunters, because they know caravan in Wales, going off-grid, what are they are going to do? Oh, they're going to use the countryside and stuff, maybe hike, maybe yeah. maybe walk, whatever, to get... That is essentially the destination that they're heading for. Yeah. How long it takes them is irrelevant, because that's where they're heading for. So we can basically plan ahead. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's that's foolish from them because they've given the hunters a clear advantage, especially when you're an IT manager who knows about tech. We say it every time. Delete, 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 and mm-hmm. delete some more. Do all the deleting. All of it. Um. So, yeah. So, we then... They get the bikes. We get to day four. They're using the canal network. Now, we get a little comment about canals here. Yes, we do. It almost is worthy of quote of the episode. Oh, no, I've got a different one. Okay, we'll come to it later then. Anyway, go on. Um, It is something along the lines of less, fewer shopping trolleys, less dead bodies. No shopping trolleys and less dead people. Ah, there we go. Um, And then Stephen makes a comment of how would they know I own a caravan? 
mm. because you've left it on your phone and you and you, and and your missus has told them. Yeah. At this point, they have cycled over 100 miles, and this is my quote, um, and they go on what they call Operation Save Martin's Ass." <laughs> now, saddle sore, that is going to be a, uh, a big, big thing. Um, can we go back a few steps? Yes, if you about, want to. And talk about bike boys. Okay. Right? So, obviously, what we see and what's common on Hunted is... Um, that people will work to uh, get things which is going to help them on the run. Lauren and Emily do a bit of cleaning, a bit of admin work. Yep. Well, I'll say admin work. She basically just phones home. Phones home. Um, other people do other things. You know, that's yep. essentially what they do to, to earn money, to aid them and all of that, yep. that stuff. They're utilising their skills. So I think it's Stephen who is a plumber. Yep. And uh, he just says, oh, I'm a plumber from Warsaw or whatever it is. And then he's quickly realises that he's got a dripping tap or an issue and he fixes it. Yep. In return for two free bikes. So here's my second question yeah. to you, hypothetical question. Yeah. My first was about the happy train or whatever yeah. it was and camping. This one is, you have a particular skill set, right? Does it, I'm just saying generalising. Yeah. I'm not talking about your industry specifically. But you have a particular skill set, you're on the run, you've got an opportunity to, to utilise it what would you want in exchange in terms of helping you on the run? Because I think getting the bikes, well, that's a massive help for them because it yeah. means that they're going it, to... It, well, it's amplified their ability yeah. to move in the journey. I think if they can't give you bikes, I'd be maybe wanting somewhere to stay and a bit of food. Yeah, or, ca- or cash. Yeah. Like a warm bed, a hot shower and a hot meal. I think that would really help. Yeah, or an elaborate decoy. Yeah, favorite. It's got to be a favor for a favor. Um, decoy is probably the best one uh, because it throws them off course. But in their twos situation, mm. decoy is probably not a wise idea because they're um, um, they've basically left so many breadcrumbs that they know where they're going yeah. in the first place. Yeah. Um, so I would probably say, yeah, board or a lift or. Um, yeah, some some form of maybe forward contact or something like that. Something, something to help, you know. Yeah. Onwards. Yes. Um, yeah, that's my that, that's that's okay. mine. Um, that, that was my question. Yeah. I, I have another quote for you, which Go I on, think then. is going to trump your 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 operation save Martin's ass. Yeah. Yeah. And that is um, when they're sort of um, out and about in the woods and stuff, and sort of getting used to living off the land and stuff. Um, I can't, can't remember. Can't remember what um, what the word was because I can't read my own handwriting. But part of the quote was, um, "Bear girls can go and suck my dick." Yes. Which was in the same part of um, how would I know I'm I have a caravan. Yeah. Anyway, saddle saw. I don't think I'd be able to ride over 100 miles. No, that's a lot. Unless you have a really springy cushioned seat, which Martin ends up with the Superman. Superman yeah. yeah. Uh, so he doesn't have a comfortable seat. So it's not it's not the best bike for riding long distances. I have a question. Yeah. I have all the questions. Good. They got themselves bikes, right? Yeah. What about the camera crew? No idea. Did they blag them bikes? Maybe Did they um, they'd have to pay for it. Did production have to pay for it? Did they have bikes, or did, did or did they do a job? Did they like film them a off the 
fly promotional video for the I shop. D- I don't know. I can't help with that. Sorry. Anyway. Anyway. Um, <coughs> we see a little bit of... Um, I wouldn't say arguing, maybe a slight disagreement between the two. Martin wants to Skype home because his girlfriend's not happy with him going on the run. Right. Um, Stephen doesn't want to because it's too much of a risk. So, Martin, using his IT knowledge, creates a private Twitter account um, for his sister's dog. He does something fancy... To make it look like he's not where he is. Use the VPN. That's it. You know what VPN is? No. It's a virtual private network. So they're not illegal. They mm. are perfectly legal. I have one. Um, I use it to bend the rules a little bit. Um, it basically, in terms of like being able to watch football on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Um, everybody else does it. Fuck you. Um, for, the, <laughs> for those that are going to be like, oh, you're getting all judgy and shit. Um, basically... You log on, and instead of saying that your computer is in Mansfield, UK, yeah. England, um, you can tell it that you are in Australia and things like that and or wherever. So it disguises your location. It masks your location okay. to protect against scammers and all of, all of that stuff. Right. So actually, they are actually really, yep. really good things. Okay. And using Skype to Skype... Um, Basically, like it's less traceable. Okay, um, so they use the, the the dog's Twitter to get a message out, um, and HQ launch a phishing attack. That's phishing with a PH, not an F, as uh, Blexley pointed out. Love that. <laughs> On the girlfriends, um, they send an email to the girlfriends with a link. Uh, one of them click clicks said link um, and HQ gets access to all of her accounts and they clone her phone. Now, this is an important thing. So in terms of like Hunted and and things like that, I'm going to just pause talking about the show for a second. Um, You will get all the time emails from people that you don't recognise. But not everybody, and it's fair fair to say, and this is not a a, a negative on those who, who do click the links, not everybody will realise mm. that it is a scam. Yeah. Some people will be drawn in by it because some of them are so clever, it feels and appears real. Yeah. So in the Hunter's case, I imagine the work that they will have done to, um, in order to get that will be would have been really, really clever and it would have been so clever that they didn't really notice what that thing was. But... Um, it's what it's one of those things where people do click on them and you again it just once you do it it opens a whole can of worms and they can be really really daft things yeah and we've we want to do like more scam awareness on the show obviously we know that a lot of the hunters work in scams yeah like bex on who does romance fraud and, and scams but a lot of them will will do this. Now, I say it because I had one this morning. Okay. I knew it was fake because it's from a person that I've not spoken to since December 2019. Right. I went to school with with this guy, um, not spoken to him since 2019. I had a message from him this morning um, and I knew it was fake um, and I've not clicked on any of the links. All I've done is open the, the message 
Um, because as soon as I follow that account, that's where it, it will, will be. Yeah. Um, it's for, at 4x underscore Melia underscore. She is real and legit. I've just invested £500 on Bitcoin mining and I got back 10100 within three hours. There is no risk involved. Message her at 4x underscore Melia underscore now to know more about it. Have you spotted, other than the blatant scam... There's some spelling mistakes in there. Yeah. Um, with no risk involved. Involve. All I would say is, and I, I'm not an expert in scams whatsoever, um, you know, there are plenty of advice people out there. When it comes to opening emails and stuff, because that is what phishing is, it's try- they are trying to get control of your account. Mm-hmm. They are trying to wash your information and yep. clone you for more illegal purposes what i would say is if you're not sure about something don't click it but also take your time to read what it's about and i mean read it because as humans especially in this digital age we have this ability to skim read yeah and our brains automatically basically do an autocorrect on spelling and grammar Mm. and this it, it can harm you sometimes because like for, for me and the industry i am i'm in i think it makes sense but actually it's grammatically wrong and yeah that has knock-on effects but just take the time to do that because reading that message you might not the word is involved mm. and your brain will go oh that says involved well actually no it doesn't it says involve and it's been spelt wrong and that's a red flag because no company of that ilk of that like or anything like which had that impact on it, yeah. would make a grammatical mistake no. like that. So, yeah, just take your time to read things. Always be cautious and never click links. And the key no. one is always check email addresses yes. as well. But obviously it's a tactic which the hunters have used ethically in this yeah. um, case, which, again, I don't want to break the fourth wall too much, but when they sign up to do the show... All of this will have been in the contract yeah. that, they're, that they're allowed to do this and, and things like that. And if they click it, they click it yeah. and it's wiped and all of that afterwards. But it pays dividends in the the point of this story. Yes. Um, so that, that's really all that I got on that point, um, that they, they clone her phone. I'm guessing we're going to see more of that next time um, because we then jump to 13 days where they are... It's not like Hunted Series 1 to do a massive time jump, is it? Where they're travelling to Wales. um, They're into, I don't know whether it's Stephen or Martin's emails, um, and they see that there's a TripAdvisor email telling them of places to visit in Wales. So they've searched on TripAdvisor Wales because when you search on TripAdvisor, it then sends you ideas for what to do in that area. It's targeted advertising, so pay-per-click advertising, um, things like that. You know how, like, people say that your phones don't listen to you? Well, they do. They um, do. Because they collate data from what websites you've been on and utilise your search terms. That's all about, like, cookies and stuff like that. Prime example, right? Obviously, you I've mentioned it last week on the podcast. I've been out of work and I've been looking to join, to utilise that time to better myself, to get some more yep. qualifications and, and do things like that. So I've searched, like, Martin qualifications. My Facebook feed has been fucking full of <laughs> course advertisements for for this, that and the other uh, around marketing. And that's because I did one search yeah. on it and all of my ad, um, 
thing has uh, has, has has come through on that. So be interested to see what it comes up with, like nearer Christmas and stuff. And that's why you see like offers, like you know, when we moved in here, yeah, we were constantly googling um, furniture and stuff. We'd see like all the furniture yes. places with sofas and and all of that stuff. I've been looking for a car over the last couple of days, so in the next day or so, my feed will start getting flooded with auto trader and cars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it picks up on your behaviour, yes. and that's how social media advertising and web advertising and things works, um, which is a handy tool, in this case, for the hunters. Yes. Uh, so then they send Nathan and Steve. Got him. No? Yes. Yes. Um, to the caravan. Uh, there's a negative for Martin and Stephen being there. Um and then we see Martin and Stephen turn up to the caravan. They are straight to the alcohol cupboard. They are so excited about the booze. So excited about the booze. Yeah. I'd be so excited about a toilet. I'd be worried if... And a shower. Yeah. I'd be like... Um, I think these two might have a problem. Yes. Yeah. The first thing they packed was the whiskey. Yeah. Or whatever. I'd be straight in that shower. Yeah. Kettle on. Shower. Yeah. Sure. Um, Stephen goes, it looks like they've got like a little complex with a gym and a swimming pool and stuff. Um, he goes there to speak to someone to see if anyone's been looking for them. He gets told that loads of people have been looking for them and they get out of there. Would you like to know what I wrote word for word on Go this Gone then. Um, owner tips off Stephen and Martin. Um, read the visit, so off they fog. Yes. Uh, then we pick them up again in Park 4 where we uh, see Brick Wall or Brick Wool or whatever uh, and Nathan and Steve are de- uh, deploying um, covert listening bugs um, which uh, C- XCIA um, Cindy monitors and uncovers uh, that they are in a woodland hideout um, and HQ wants to deploy the woodland team so basically right the rural tracking team i think with this what they've done um is i think the covert listening bugs are on their house where they are and so for all the cleverness of this um skype to skype um vpn network untraceable stuff what they've not banked on is them getting in their house and deploying listening bugs because I can be on my laptop, which says that I'm in America, but if there's a listening bug in the house, it's going to hear me and yeah. it's going to hear what I'm saying. Yeah. And that gives all the information about where they are and what they're doing because they've obviously Skyped home. That's the mistake. Yeah. Don't do it. If you're going to be on the run, be prepared to cut yourself off. Yes. Don't Skype home. Don't email home. Don't do anything. Just cut yourself off for a bit. some information up on this whiteboard as soon as possible, please. Everything I'm seeing is that they're going to ground. Uh, It's all rucksacks and survival blankets. And they'd also bought a book called Free Country, which they both read. And that's basically just two guys that go around blagging your way through the UK. 55 quid he's asking for. Hello, mate. Well, I'm, I'm basically pleading for your help on anything you can do with them bikes out there. I'm just a plumber from Warsaw, basically. You're the plumber? Yeah. You want me to fix something? Yeah. Look what we got. Where the fuck did you get these, did you get these for? Yeah, so much. Ten quid. Nothing. Hey, works. Where the fuck did you get Where the fuck did you get all that? I had to fix his tap. I had to fucking did you? tap to me to fix it. You're fucking shit to me. <laughs> and then he gave you three bikes? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Stephen Hardiker and Martin Cole have been on the run for four days. They've stumbled upon a clever way of getting around. Do you know what, mate? These bikes have now got a love affection for us. They've sat outside that shop. No one wanted them, and now we love them, and now they'll do for us. They're using Britain's canal network to stay off the hunter's radar. It's better than our canal, isn't it? Yeah. There's less shopping trolleys, less dead people. Their plan is to travel from the Midlands into Wales, where Stephen has a caravan. Hey, we're survivorists. Bradbills can go and suck my dick. Well, how would they know I own a caravan? Everything I pay for that caravan is cash. It gives us something. When it's cold, when you're tired, there's a goal, isn't there? It's a big risk, but the big selling point of this is booze. What, running water. Booze is your first concern. Booze is his first concern. Martin has got this um, obsession with Skyping um, Jessica. I just don't want to. Well, I want to phone home, of course, but I don't want to put us at risk. What we're going to do is we're going to use a VPN and we're going to use Skype to Skype. So we're Skyping from a peer-to-peer -peer connection, so we're Skyping from one machine to another. I don't understand. I know, so but I can't explain it to you, like... Is it not clearly just safer to not speak to them? Would you agree with that or not? Steve, I agree with you, but at the end of the day, I can't go four weeks without saying, hello, I'm fine, when you've got a perfectly safe method of doing it. After some discussion, the boys reach a compromise. Look, there you go, so IP address, location. We used an online Android phone emulator to sign into Twitter using an anonymous email which, which disappears in 24 hours. Cloaking his presence online, Martin has opened a private Twitter account so that his messages are only visible to followers he approves. We've set up a profile for my dog, my sister's dog, and then we've put a secret message onto the header. So if I click follow, that's, that's it. it. Done. Wow, does just follow big black me? <laughs> you <fuck> so, <laughs> and now there are sirens all over the uh, UK and people oh. are now flying in their black minivans with earpieces to our location as we speak. Using intelligence gathered on their relationships, the cyber team mount a phishing attack on Stephen and Martin's girlfriends. Phishing, that's with a PH and not an F. Our cyber guys can put together a very well-presented, legitimate-looking email with a link in it to take you to another site that might be of interest. So using Sadia's username and password for our iCloud account, we're now going to restore her phone onto one of our burner phones. We can seize control of your phone virtually by cloning it. We'll also be able to access emails, text messages, records of calls. My messages from yesterday. What's this one, the second one down? OK, have you spoken to Steve again today? Yes, he's finding it tough. Well, I'm glad he's finding it tough. We've just got to find him. Over 13 days, the boys have been heading towards Stephen's caravan in Wales, evading capture by going cross-country. In HQ, the cyber team is monitoring Martin and Stevens' online accounts. What they discover builds a profile of the boys' likely plan while on the run. I know as soon as you inquire, you get lots of stuff in that area. We're getting the, the, the fallout from his advertising footprint. You're constantly being profiled by every single website that you go to, and that may come back at some point in the form of junk mail, in the form of a piece of advertising somewhere else. 
small pieces of information can change the entire course of an investigation. Is it, is it there? Oh, there is Guinness. Oh, can I have one? Wine Bacardi vodka. There's more vodka. There's bottles of beer, cans of Guinness, cans of Carlin, bottle of rose. Oh, I just think my missus did last week. Ah, oh, so close to my family. Oh, how does that feel? Oh, that's horrible. <sighs> Sorry. How you doing? Uh, I'm Steve Hardicum. Has anyone been here asking for me? Yeah. What for? I know some people come and looking for you. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Do we hear that all day? They were driving a black 4x4. Really? With black tape. This is real. Uh, it has literally become real now. But what a journey this is. With two episodes still to go, we've still got two more fugitive pairs to meet. Yes. I have a feeling from my memory of watching it the first time round that one of the two pairs is going to interconnect with... Yeah, uh, I think there's a caravan involved. There's a caravan involved. And they're going to be talked about very, very briefly. Yes. But we've got two lots of fugitives still to meet. Yeah. Two episodes still to go. We've got to catch up with Lauren and Emily and their separate runs because we didn't see them other than run off the uh, the happy train. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we'll pick up Stephen and Martin a little bit more yes. as well. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what plays out. As always, we want your guys' comments, questions, opinions, um, thoughts, whatever, on all things social media. Uh, so please do get in touch via all of the usual methods, including but not limited to... Twitter, at HuntedPod. Instagram, at HuntedPod. Facebook, HuntedPod. Email HuntedPod at Outlook.com or send us your messages and your voice notes to 07907 Yes, and if you're going to um, send us a voice note, say, please do it like, like hi, it's... Uh, it- Craig here or whatever and yeah ask you questions yeah. leave, us, leave us your name let us know where you're listening and all of that yeah. stuff um, and if you want to send us two or three voice notes that's fine because we can edit them together yes. um, so yeah please do send us your voice notes all of that good stuff um, and um, yeah we look forward to hearing what you've you've got to say uh, final thoughts on series one episode four uh, we spent a lot of time on Adam uh <laughs> Yeah, that's. I feel like we could have done more to bring everyone else that was left in, and then you could have maybe dragged people out a little bit longer. Yeah, I do get the feeling in this that they're trying to get a capture in every episode because so far we have had yeah. a capture in every episode. We had in episode one Sandra and Elizabeth, in episode two Harinda and Dorinda, in episode three. Ricky Allen. And in episode four... Adam Young. um, So episode five, we potentially will see a capture. And episode six, well, it won't be a capture, will it? It, Well, it could be, or it could be an extraction. I know. um, Yeah, I agree. I think they've definitely tried to get all elements in in every episode by getting a capture in there. Um, I think definitely the way they do it in later series is a lot better with everyone in the game because to go into episode four having still not met two pairs of fugitives it's a little bit crazy yeah especially when in terms of the, the narrative of the the run and the story in the series well it's coming towards its end now we're yeah. at the halfway point in episodes yeah and um, we're on the homeward street and we've still not met two lots of people so yeah definitely that um We'll wait and see what happens uh, next time. And also, as well in advance, if you do want to get your comments, questions, and things like that in um, for Ray, then please do. We will be recording that. Um, I'm trying to think about when this podcast goes out. A week today when this goes out. Ooh, 
Ooh. Because this goes out on Sunday. It does, the, yeah. yeah. So a week today, we will be recording um, the episode with Ray. Touchwood, all things going well. Um, so, yeah, please do send in your um, comments, questions, opinions, voice notes, all of that stuff um, to the current deputy, Mr Ray Howard. Yes. Who has been on it for... Go on, I'm going to test you, Nolly. How long has he been in it for now? I don't know. Two celebrity series, one civilian series, and then two more series to come. So... Three that we've seen, five in total. Because it all changes, doesn't it, when um, it's the year that it's got Chizzy um, and what? Yes. The face. Yeah. And, um, the Vivienne and um, all, all of that. Um, and then it's the civilian series after. Yeah. And then obviously last year, Celebrity Hunted. So um, relatively new to Hunted still-ish. Um, but um, it'd be interesting to see his thoughts on series one as we've gone back to the start and Hunted revisited. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Please do get on all things social media. Send us your voice notes and your questions and all that to 07907 And you can get us on Facebook, Threads, Twitter, Instagram. At HuntedPod. Or email. HuntedPod. At Outlook.com. Easy as that. Right, that's all we've got time for because I can smell that bloody chicken. Harry's doing my head in like he has been doing all day long. <laughs> so I'm going to go and throw him his flashy toy again. Let him out in the garden whilst you put the bread in the oven. Okay. We'll see you next time on the Hunter Podcast, where hopefully we've got more fugitives to talk about. Less chicken to talk about. Less chicken to talk about. We'll always talk about chicken. And we will still have some more unanswered questions for you. I have a question. In fact, I have all the questions. Shoot. Do you think we'll see the coach buses at it again? Maybe. Wait and see. We'll see. For now, though, there's only one thing left to say. Your time on the pod is over. You have been hunted down. Goodbye. Bye. See you next time. Ready for a fight, believe me. When they try the chains, you can say no free me.